We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Uber Eats. Spring is here and now you can get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana, that's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry, no. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets, product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Anonymous. I'm Dan Rather, and I'm joined by Mr. Mouse. Go ahead and turn off this episode right now. You can't listen to any of them. Yeah, don't even listen to the intro. You might puke in the intro. (laughs) Well, we were going to try to get it so that the last one was the grossest, but I don't think... It is, but they're all (laughs) bad. Yeah, I mean, look. Except the first one. The topic, of course, is piercing and tattoos. So if you let your imagination run wild, you'll come to some Oh, these these are rough. I mean... (laughs) They're really good, but seriously, do not eat while no listening. No, I don't think you should do anything. Or drive. Just you lay down. Where you're not free to dry heave a little bit <laughs> without interrupting what else you're doing. <laughs> right? Is that yeah. a good? Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, you can listen to the first one yeah. and then shut it right off. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know if tune in ever again, to be <laughs> honest. These were great. I fucking loved yeah, them. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Please enjoy piercing and tattoo stories. Hard times come and go. Good times take them slow. My life, I had them both. Remember one thing you gotta know I'm gonna keep on shining. Wow, I've gotten 11 11 three days in a row, and that's good luck. Oh, three days in a row? Mm hmm. What do you mean three days? Three days in a row. I, I look at my phone at 11 oh, 11. Oh, okay. You've looked. And it's good luck. <laughs> you make a wish. Piercing and tattoos. Oh, God. This one's going to be hard. Oh, Let's hope so. God. <gasps> Hello. Am I talking to Sid? Yeah. Hi, Sid. Nice to meet you. You know what's stupid is despite this being a piercing and tattoo prompt, it didn't cross my mind that when I signed on, I'd be talking to someone heavily tattooed and pierced, yeah. but duh. Yes, and I'm a tattooer. Oh, you are? Oh, nice. I'm calling from the bathroom of my tattoo shop. Oh, no mm. shit. Now, you would call yourself a tattooer, not a tattoo artist or a tattooist? I like tattooer because you don't say painter artist or sculptor artist. That's yeah. a good point. And it's very unpretentious as well. I try. Okay, so this is great. So my assumption now is that you're going to have a story about giving a tattoo as opposed to receiving. I do. (gasps) Oh, please tell us. I've been tattooing for almost 12 years. And this was in my first 
couple of years. So it was probably, I can't math that. It was a while ago. So I worked at a very walk-in heavy shop and didn't have a lot of my own clientele. We just had a lot of people coming in off the street. This man came in and it was my turn to do the next tattoo. And the counter girl was talking to him and he had said that his wife had been in Germany and she got a tattoo for him and he wanted to get one that matched to surprise her for when she got home. And he showed me the tattoo and it was on her ankle as a name. It said Clifford. And he said, so I need to find a font that matches that. So at that shop, we had a big book full of fonts. So we gave him the book and he's going through it. And in the meantime, he had filled out his paperwork and we got his ID. His name was Dave or something, John, something very plain. Not Clifford. Not Clifford. And so he picked out a font and we typed up and he's like, yeah, that's perfect. But the S need to come down some more. And I was like, okay. So typed up Clifford. I printed it out. I drew in to bring the S down some more. He's perfect. And then we resized it three or four times in the perfect size. And then he comes to the back to my station and we put the stencil on. It was going on the back of his shoulder. We moved the stencil three or four times. So it'd be in the perfect spot. I do the tattoo, takes like 10 minutes. It's just a little name. And he looks at it in the mirror and he goes, what the fuck? (gasps) And he's like, I just got my own name tattooed on myself. Wait, what? What? Apparently he goes by Clifford. And in his anxiety of getting this tattoo, he ended up getting his own name instead of having me change it to Catherine. Wait, (laughs) what? But he saw. Well, well, I know why. Because he brought in the photo of Clifford and he got myopically obsessed with the font and it looking correct. And he didn't think, wait, I'm not getting Clifford. I'm getting her name. How could any? Wait. No. (laughs) This is so The fact that you did three stencils, though, that he should have had that point oh yeah he saw it a dozen times oh this person (laughs) deserves that he was screaming at me to where my boss had to come over and see what was going on our front receptionary was very separate so i ran back up front and i was talking to our receptionist i was like that's not my fault right 100 not my fault she's like no so i ran back to my station my boss had calmed the guy down he had finally was laughing at himself okay so we ended up adding loves catherine underneath oh, it. <laughs> oh, that's a great solution. Whose idea was that? That's a great fix. I think mine. I don't remember. I can't imagine it was his. He clearly was not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was very stressful, especially as a woman being yelled at by this man. He was older than me. And yeah. It was very scary for a minute, but then he was fine. The moment of him looking at it. <laughs> oh my God. Realizing, oh <laughs> fuck. I mean, I'm not going to say I haven't done stuff equally as stupid. Like You I've, have I, never done something like I that. I haven't tattooed the wrong name on myself, but I have done several things that once it occurred to me, I'm like, how could I have possibly missed that? Or what sure. on earth was I thinking? I was asleep there or something. I totally got how it happened, but it was a shit show for a minute. Oh, Now, wow. did he get the other two words for free because of his own mistake no. or did yeah. we, he did yeah. yeah i didn't charge him what yeah. no that's so unfair you put in your time and effort you got yelled at and i don't remember if he tipped me it's been too long i can't imagine he, oh. he did tip oh clifford slash dave <laughs> Who loves Catherine? God. <laughs> he does. I hope they're still together. I'm very happy. 
I don't know. I have low expectations. I don't know why. I do. But Catherine's has got to be like, oh boy, what happened, mm -hmm. Clifford? That would be enough for me to end a relationship. Hilarious story from then on. It'd be fun. Oh my God. That's a good point. That's a good well, point. Well, you're very glass half full. And I'm all about silly tattoos. I'm covered in them. How is your body from doing it? Because every time I'm getting a tattoo, I'm overly aware of how unergonomic it is to give one. And I know how pained dental hygienists are. They sometimes have ribs removed is common. Oh. They have all this repetitive stress disorder. Are you fucked up from it at all? My shoulders and neck are pretty terrible. I hunch like this. Yeah. <laughs> I have a client waiting right now. I told her we had to take a quick break. <laughs> So I could go hide in the bathroom and talk to you guys. What's the longest tattoo session you've ever had? On myself, eight hours, which I can't do anymore. I did that when I was much younger. But doing them, I kind of top it out at four because I get tired. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's the most amount of hours in a day you can do it? So if you did four and then you took a break, would you return or you're done at four, period? I usually work eight hours a day. Wow. Four days a week. That's so tedious. I own my own shop, so I can make my own hours and do what I want. Oh, that's great. And there's a steady supply of customers there in Des Moines? Oh, yeah. I'm booked out into mid-January right now. Awesome. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So if you're ever in Des Moines, you got to come get tattooed. At Liquid Swords Tattoo in Des Moines, Iowa. Wow, okay. Could you hide a cherry in this next client's body? <laughs> Would you feel ethically compromised oh. if we just hid a cherry in there? Probably not the one I'm doing right now. It wouldn't really be easy to hide. I'm doing a big leafy wrap around her lower leg. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, it's not going to work. I'm sure I can in some tattoo somewhere. I should get a cherry. Yeah, why not? What's your policy on doing genitals and faces? Faces I'll do all day long. I got a bunch of face tattoos. Okay, great. But genitals, I used to joke that I had a $1,000 handling fee, but then I got scared of who would take me up on yes. that. And so now I just won't do it. If it was a good friend, I might, or like my husband. Someone you trust. But other than that, no, I don't want to tattoo the kind of person who would want me to tattoo their genitals. Yeah, yeah. that's really fair. And you're much smarter than Clifford, Dave. But I'll tattoo butts and boobs and stuff all day long. Okay, that's fair. Well, Sid, this has been wonderful getting to meet you. Awesome to meet you guys. I've been listening since day one and my husband listens. Will you ever subject your clients to it? Will you ever play it out loud while you're tattooing? I don't because I also have four co-workers. Right now I can hear there's some death tones happening out there. Okay. Podcasts don't seem tattoo shop friendly. People need some music. But we love mixed messages. I could try it. Can you imagine though you're getting a tattoo? You're so excited. You've dreamt of this for however long. And then you're listening to like one of our very emotional ones yeah. about uh, abuse in a relationship. Sure. And you're just like, oh boy. <laughs> this isn't the experience I was after. Uh. <laughs> I could play my favorite one. My favorite's been to live quality. I could play him that. Early days. Early, early. Yeah. I know. I loved him, though. My dream would be Killer Mike. If you guys could get Killer Mike on there, I would shit my pants, and then I could call in for a shit your pants on channel. <laughs> well, yeah. I want you to know, I have gone as far as writing him an email and a text. I got his number at one point, so I very much would love to interview Killer Mike. He's just not been receptive thus far. All right, well, Sid, good luck with the wraparound leafy tattoo on the leg today, and it's great to meet you. You too. Thank you so much. It's great to meet you guys. All right, Bye. take care. I love it. We don't generally meet arm cherries that are all 
tattooed and pierced up. Well, this is a ding, 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 a sim. Okay. Uh, Dad, I told you yesterday, but I'll pretend like you haven't heard it. Oh. I was at Cara a couple nights ago. Oh, you went to Cara? I got to really pretend like I oh, haven't heard yeah, it. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. At oh, first great. I was you like, went? yeah, I already told you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other day I went to Cara. Okay. Oh my gosh, you love that place. Yeah, this I do. So fun. I do. It was good. I went with Anna and an armchair came up. A boy or a girl? Girl. Her oh. name is is Peyton. Shout Peyton. out. And shout out. Peyton has a tattoo of cherries for this show. Now, the first time you told me the story, I only heard cherry. There's multiple cherries? Well, two. Oh. You can't just have one cherry. I have many one cherries. Oh, yeah. You can have one <laughs> I cherry. I can, but Peyton can't. <laughs> I mean, that's because it's all in one scape, but if you- It's raining cherries Look, on also- you're right. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> right. But she had two. Okay. Yeah, the textbook two. Exactly. It was right. textbook. Like from the early sweatshirts. It was like an outline red. It was really cute. It was behind her ear. Oh, behind her ear. It was cute. Oh, fuck. Should I get one behind my ear? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was a sim. Sim, sim. Sim, Sid. All right. Oh, my God. Sid, sim. <laughs> Alex. <gasps> Hi. Oh. Uh-oh. Still connecting. Still Connecting. connecting. We're having some. <laughs> it's so stressful. I think is it us? Because the last connection was bad too. No, this is just her okay. audio connecting from her computer. Okay, wouldn't it be funny if people were not in a closet but they wanted to follow the rules? Like they didn't have a closet, so they made it look like a closet, but it oh, wasn't. Oh, like on construction paper, yeah. they drew <laughs> clothes hanging and stuff. Yeah. Hi, can you Yay! hear me? Good job. Hi. Uh, Sorry about that. That's okay. Certainly not your fault. Oh, it was. (laughs) No, it's just too hard. Where are you at, Alex, other than a closet? I am in Virginia. And sorry, my dog just slammed into the door. So he's on the other side. (laughs) Is he a big boy or a tiny boy? He is a 102-pound German Shepherd. Oh, my Lord. That's a big German Shepherd. Oh, yeah. He's huge. Wow, wow, wow. My husband's in the military, so he did two deployments. And I was like, I'm getting a dog while you're gone. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's big enough to snuggle like a real human. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. He got back from deployment and was like, oh, who's sleeping in the bed now? (laughs) (laughs) So are you were you the receiver or the giver of a piercing or a tattoo? I was the receiver. I got my rook pierced. Your what pierced? My rook. What the fuck is a rook other than in chess, the castle? So the rook is like the hard cartilage that's right in the middle of your ear. And they basically just shove a bar through it. Oh, Oh, like the doodad right here. Yeah, it's kind of like at a slant, but this thick cartilage like right here, like that's your rook. Oh, not the doodad. The big, big crease in the middle of your ear. Yeah. The fold, the convolution, that right there, that ridge. That makes sense that they got to come straight down on it. Okay, okay. Real quick, what encouraged you to get that in the first place? I had my earlobes pierced, and then I had two cartilage piercings, and I thought I was being edgy at 18. Yeah. Yeah. Are you not still 18? No, I'm 28, so this was about 10 years ago. Okay. So, like, all good stories, this one starts at the Jersey Shore. Oh, perfect. Are you from New Jersey originally? Yes. Yeah, I'm from New Jersey, so. After prom, a bunch of my friends and I, my senior year of high school, rented a house down the Jersey Shore, but 
It was about eight months after Hurricane Sandy. So a lot of destruction and not many businesses were open and the boardwalk was like kind of open. So there wasn't much to do other than drink and go get an ear piercing. <laughs> but Alex, 10 years ago, aren't we in the thick of Jersey Shore, the show? Or was that longer ago? I think it was like wrapping up, but it wasn't the same area. I think that's in Seaside Heights. We were like a little bit north of there. Okay, which is classier? Or no. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so go ahead and go get my rook pierced. Again, thought I was being edgy, thought I was so cool, like going to get a pierce with a couple of my friends. You know, the week goes by, I go home and I'm like, this is kind of infected. And I showed my mom and she's like, it's all good. You know, put a hot compress on it, mm. you know, just clean it. You're good. Drink some juice. <laughs> yeah, she's like so not worried. So I'm not worried, right? I'm 18. I could take care of myself. So graduate, go to the graduation party. And my mom's like, you should ask Dr. A about your ear. She's another friend's dad. Mm. And I'm like, Dr. A is a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Your mom is just like me. Anytime I meet anyone even remotely connected to the medical field. If anyone's had organic chemistry, you're like, like, oh my God, check this out. (laughs) Exactly. My mom's like, just go ask him. He'll know what to do. And Dr. A goes, "Uh, you need to go to urgent care immediately. (gasps) Oh. At this point, I have full-blown cauliflower ear. (gasps) Like, it is just so badly infected. And Mm. I was like kind of covering it up with my hair because I had long blonde hair and I could do that. Was it painful? Or just visually fucked? At this point, it wasn't painful. It was just visually like, wow, that looks really not good. Yeah. Are you getting PTSD, Monica? Yeah. Yeah. Monica, I've heard your story and I relate to you so much. She went to Dr. S. (laughs) (laughs) So go to urgent care and urgent care is like, okay, we're going to try and take it out. I'll let you guys know, my mom and I tried to take it out. We were on YouTube. We couldn't figure out how to get it off because it was a bar. It wasn't like a regular piercing. Fuck, and it was probably so swollen around the bar. Ugh. Yeah, not good. So go to Urgent Care. Urgent Care is like, okay, can't get it out. They're like, let's try giving you some antibiotics to make the swelling go down and come back and we'll try and get it out. The swelling doesn't go down. Oh. I go back and there's a doctor there that's able to get it out, but they had to like pin me to the table and take a tool to get it out. And at this point, I'm so anxious. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm scared. I'm in pain. And my mom's like, you're fine. All's good. I'm like literally sweating from my kneecaps. I'm so anxious. It is just the worst. So they get it out and they're like, okay, go take some antibiotics. If it's not better, you need to go see an ENT, which is an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Take the antibiotics. Doesn't get any better. So at this point, it's like the end of June and it's been like a month and it is getting worse. It's getting discolored. Gangrenous. It was like purple. Oh my God. Even with the antibiotics. Wow. They're only so powerful. Modern medicine is not where it should be. Modern medicine is not helping. (laughs) And I go to the ENT and he's like, you need to have surgery immediately. We need to cut the infection out. (gasps) He didn't want to scare me, but he was like, there's a chance we have to cut your ear off. No. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're going to be Van Gogh. We got to give you the Van Gogh. fuck. But he's like, they make prosthetic ears. I am like six or seven weeks from going to my freshman year of college. Oh my God. I'm like, my my life's over. I can't go to college with one ear. Oh my God. What? This is traumatic. (laughs) So I go the next day to surgery. They cut out the infection. Thank goodness they didn't have to cut out my ear. Thank God. They admit me to the hospital because they want to keep me overnight. And they put me in the children's so my mom could stay with (laughs) me, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. The doctor was really nice. All the nurses were really great. 
come back the next day and they're like, the infection looks good. We think we got it all. You look great. However, now you have a staph infection. No. So you have to stay in the hospital for another four to five days because <sighs> oh they wouldn't let me go home. So at this point, it's like 4th of July. And I can't tell you, I had the most wonderful experience in the hospital. The nurses were fabulous. They painted my nails. They played oh. cards with me. Oh. They opened up all the windows so I could watch all the fireworks. They felt so bad for me. Oh, wow. That's really sweet. Yeah. So my head is wrapped up like I had brain surgery. My mom has taken so many pictures of me <laughs> and I look like a crazy person. And so on the last day that I'm there, the doctor, who at this point was so nice, I saw him every day. He comes in, he goes, okay, you can go home. Before I take the, they put a tube in my ear to like help drain some of the like swelling and infection. You know, before you go, can I ask a favor? And I was like, sure. He's like, could I take a picture of your ear so I could use you as the poster child for why you shouldn't get piercings? Oh. If you do, why you should really take good care of them. Shit. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Do they even theorize in that situation how the infection yeah, started? Like, happened? was it from the artist? Was it from the post? Was it something not sterilized? Did you not clean it well? We don't know. They don't know. I also went in the ocean. And after Hurricane Sandy, the ocean oh. was like oh. so yeah, gross. Could have some oh, duty oh. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't take care of it for, you know, a <laughs> while. For you. you were and, hammered at 18, right. probably. So lots of ways. Yeah. <laughs> I was having fun. 18 and almost lost my ear. Not yeah. to shit on the Jersey Shore, but that sounds like a perfect Jersey Shore story. It's that feels brand. like very par for the course. 100%. And I had friends whose younger siblings after prom did the same thing and rented the house. And my picture of my ear was floated around saying, don't get piercings. Like, this is what uh, happens. Uh, uh, wow. Do you have that picture? I do. Yeah. I sent it. I need to see it, oh, of course. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Rob has it. It's not for the weak stomach. I can print it. Text yeah, it to me. or text. Uh, me too. Was there any photos taken at Pinnacle Infection? Yeah. All right, oh. here we go, Alex. Oh, We're wow. Whoa. Uh, for wow. people who are trying to imagine what this looks like, huh. imagine you put a very good-sized grape <laughs> at Look the, at the top next of one. your Look ear. at the next one. <laughs> oh, oh my Alex. This is horrifying. Whoa, girl. That's it after surgery with the tube? The one with the tube? Yeah, that's yeah. the one after surgery. It does not look any better. I understand why they were like, we might have to cut off your ear. Oh, for like, sure. Like, this looks beyond repair. <laughs> look how silly she looks with the big fucking head wrap. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I look like I had brain surgery. <laughs> how is it now? Now it's totally fine. It took, like, six months, but I have, like, some numbness and very minimal hearing loss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, minimal hearing yeah. loss. Wow. It's, like, shriveled up, so I can try and... I don't yeah. think I sent a picture of what it looks like now, but it's totally fine. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. worried about, like, the color. I'd like to see you give it another shot. Get back up on that horse <laughs> and get that thing pierced. No more piercings. <laughs> yeah, Learned your fair. lesson. Oh, yes. Did your mom ever make an official amends? She was first on the scene and said, don't worry about it. Does she carry any guilt for that? That's true. This no. is her fault. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was 18. My whole life, she's been like, you got it. You're good. Actually, this I'm is a cautionary tale for me, you. Yes. Absolutely. If I don't see the bone sticking out of the skin, it's time to get back on the skateboard. You yeah, know? I and know. No. There was no blood, no vomit, no fever. My mom's like, go on your merry way. That's rational. Mm -hmm. Well, Alex, this was wonderful. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry you went through that, but what Thanks a gross story. We sure like them <laughs> gross. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm such a big fan of you too. It's so nice to meet you both. And if I could give a quick shout out to my uncle Scott and my cousin Haley. They're big arm cherries. So. Oh, 
absolutely. shout out. They were the first people I called when I got the email from Emma. Lovely. Fun. Well, we're so delighted that all three of you are listening, and it was really nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for chatting. We talk about you guys at our family gatherings. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great day. Have a good Thanksgiving. Okay, Bye. you too. Bye, Alex. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. We're there. We oh, get to say God, that now. right. Okay, now I'm looking at pictures of that piercing, and it is cute. Oh, you mean like non-infected versions? Yeah. You just looked up the hook? Yeah. The gook? What was it? Rook. rook. The rook. It's cute. It rook looks to, painful. Rook to C4. I, I can't do it. Obviously, my ears don't take to it. Hers either. That's good <laughs> company to be in. Because even my third hole regular feels funny now. Third hole. <laughs> Let's move on to the next person. John's not here yet. <laughs> My third hole doesn't look great either, to be mm. honest with you. It's kind of a mess. You have a third hole? Yeah, my mouth, my Oh, your urethra. mouth you're counting. Oh. In a sexual situation, the third hole is. Yeah, I guess I more the, imagine, the like, I'm thinking about women's bodies, I guess. How many holes do you have? Well, we have two holes down there and a butthole. What's your. Your mouth, pee hole, your yeah, pee your urethra, oh, your yeah. I wasn't counting that. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh boy, <laughs> and then your asshole, <laughs> and then the I guess we're out. counting <laughs> mouth. So four. If you want to count belly button, because at it's one point it was. At one point it was. It was. It was a, was. It was, it was a hole that gets tied off. Two nostrils, two ears, a mouth. That's five. Your eye sockets. That's seven just on the head. If you're counting eye sockets, so you got to count belly button. Thank but, you, but Rob, no, for your rationality. It's not a hole. It's a divot. It was a hole that they tied out. No, it's a tube. You got an innie, it, ha it had a tube going into a hole. If you have an innie, it's a shallow hole. If you can put something in, it's, it's a, a hole. hole. Yeah. yeah. That's the definition of a <laughs> okay. hole. I've not heard of that kink. I'm sure it exists. Of a belly button? People fucking belly buttons. It must be. Bet, yeah. And also like kissing belly buttons and well, putting kissing, your tongue sure. in and stuff. But do you playful. have to be able to fuck it for it to be qualified as a hole? I think so. Yeah. Because like no. a nostril, you're not really doing well, that either. How many people are, or oh, ear hole. If you have a slender enough peepee, -pee, you could... <laughs> Get it in there. Yeah. Yeah, be comfortable for anyone. I have such stretchy, big nostrils. You could get a fair size dinger in there. No, <laughs> what are you talking? Yeah, look at both these fingers fit up there, perfect. I know. That's so like it, a, the penis would have to be. Look at that's not. I'm sure many penises are it's that smaller size. than a micro penis. No, this what? would no that that's kind of girthy. Put it what this way. Are you? Let's be honest here. Let's okay. get real. Okay. If someone's fingering you with two fingers, that's plenty of pressure. Yeah, but yeah, but you're not doing it in your nose the way you would. Oh, well, do yeah. it. Do it. <laughs> Look at that. I'm in there. That's better than a micro penis. Two no, fingers. no, but only you're only putting that. Oh, it's a little damp from <laughs> my snot. You're only putting that much in. Well, my nose is only so deep. Well, that's what I mean. So this <laughs> would not go all the way up your nose. Like that wouldn't fit. And that's, that's a, what feels that's good a in your vagina. Dong. That's fine. Oh That'd be fine. God. You're not suicidal over that. I know, but that's because you have this part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this part, if this was the part the whole way, that's not great. Mm. I mean, it's great. It's great it's for great. you. Whatever penis you have, it's perfect. <laughs> and it may open up a bunch of new doors <laughs> to you. Oh Nostril fucking, belly button Half fucking, in. ear, ear hole fucking. That's true. Yeah. There are pros and cons to all things. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh hi. <laughs>
Hello, hello. Oh, bye. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. My goodness, it looks like you're flying the Millennial Falcon <laughs> or something. What's happening around you? <laughs> well, this is a little fort I made because I actually don't have a closet, so I had to follow the rules. You did a great job. And you have so many soft blankets in your possession. The one behind you. Yeah, it looks comfy. Soft surroundings. Highly recommend. Oh, great brand. It looks like, oh, that's the brand. Yeah. Oh my God. It's also very descriptive. Soft surroundings. <laughs> Where are you at? I am in Brooklyn, New York. I've lived here for about nine years. Where did you move to Brooklyn from? Grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A beautiful Love the Midwest and went to school in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. Wow. So you moved directly from college to Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. So you're roughly what, 32? 30. 30. 30 on the, the dot. Big three. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have a piercing and or tattoo story. Yes. So to preface this story, number one, I am beyond ashamed of the poor decisions that I made personally and that we all made throughout this night. And the <laughs> tattoo is actually just one aspect of oh, the story. Oh, perfect, I'm perfect. I'm so excited. So went to a all-boys Jesuit high school. You can imagine it was just a sea of testosterone and immaturity. But can I add that we've... Had a few guests on that had the Jesuit education, and I found all of them to be uniquely analytical and like Socratic method arguers in a great way. I'm not for religious schools, but that one seems to be pretty good. Yeah, I went to Catholic school for 10 years in my childhood, and I really didn't want to do it. But the Jesuits have a different... I went to school with atheists, Jewish kids, Muslim, all the above. Because they didn't care. Their philosophy was, we're just going to teach you how to be a good person. Oh, That's I love great. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're pro-Jesuit. This is three for we three, like I think. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. The Jesuits, they whipped us into shape by senior year. You start out realizing, I have no girls to impress. Mm. This is awesome. I can be as <laughs> dumb as I want to. This story takes place after my senior year. This is right after graduation. My school puts on a big trip to Ireland, Ooh. where 30 of us go to Ireland for 11 days just do a tour around the country. And our teacher, who I'm going to call Mr. O'Doyle. I'm going to change a couple names throughout okay, the story. great. He is about as Irish as an Irish-American could be. He loves going to Ireland. He loves teaching about everything in Ireland. He's an encyclopedia, basically, for the country. And so he leads this trip every year. He set a very, very strict schedule for us, including the fact that if we were late for the bus any day, we were left behind, period. End of story. Oh. No wiggle room there. So he was incredibly strict. Alongside me, the main character of this story, I'm going to call Scott. And Scott is one of those guys who in high school was just effortlessly cool. A Monica Padman type. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Monica yeah. Padman type. Yeah. State champion of cheerleading, all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was funny, charismatic, everything. I actually started smoking because of him. Sure. Because I saw him with a cigarette and I'm like, man, he looks cool. Mm. Yeah. Scott. Is that what we said? Scott yeah, the Scots okay, of the yeah. world really get yeah, people yeah. smoking. So we landed in Dublin day one, immediately hit the road. We hit a bunch of small towns around the south of Ireland. Just kind of Going to pubs, sipping Guinness, all that stuff. The teacher doesn't mind that because it's legal age there and he's not monitoring that. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why he does it. Oh. Because we're 18 years old. He wants to teach us just about drinking, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we just graduated, so the school had no liability. Mm, oh, perfect. That's nice. Which is really good after this story. <laughs> really quick, when I was in Southern Ireland, I started drinking Guinness, but of course I quickly discovered Beamish. Did you ever have Beamish on draft there? I never had Beamish, I had <gasps> Murphy's. Yeah, Murphy's is beautiful. Creamy, creamy, creamy. Yeah, so 
we did that for a few days, and then we ended up in Galway, which is the first city that we went to. There was a really good nightlife there. <laughs> so Mr. O'Doyle took us around during the day and showed us some historical landmarks, taught us about the history of Galway, and it was a really great day. Then the sun set, we were let loose. Ah. And <laughs> we started the night out just having a few beers, horsing around, and then we ended up at a nightclub and we thought it was a genius idea to take Jaeger bombs. Have you guys had Jaeger bombs? Oh, yeah. Know them well. Yeah, let's go. Oh. Let's go. So we each had 10. Oh! oh. <laughs> we each had oh. 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Red Bull is really keeping us awake at this point. Oh. And yeah. Keeping us a little bit wild. And so we were going wild in this club, trying and failing to pick up girls. It was a mess. <laughs> and so 1 a.m. hit our very strict curfew. And Mr. O'Doyle was sitting outside the hostel, smoking cigarettes, watching everybody go in, taking mm. note of who was late. And so we went in. He just told us to go to bed. And we went into our room, and we thought, I kind of still want to go out. Sure. sure. Got all those Jaeger bombs burning a hole in your gut. We can't go to bed right now. So how are we going to get out? Well, front door is guarded by Mr. O'Doyle. Can't do that. There's no back door that we can go through. So... All right, we just got to climb out the window. Hammered. We're on the third story. Oh, yeah, hammered on the third story. Oh, my God. And there was a fence at the bottom <laughs> right before the sidewalk. We started shimmying down, and the first guys got down far enough, put one foot on the fence, and just sort of jumped on the sidewalk. And then third guy goes down. Basically, at the second story, he decides it's a great idea just to jump. Oh, and my so God. He jumps. Ooh. He goes over the fence, oh. lands right on the pavement. Oh, oh. God. He ended up breaking his foot. Oh, my God. But he didn't realize it at the time. He found out the next morning. Yes. Sure. Did anyone bring up the notion that you're going to have to get back to the third floor at some point? We did not think that through okay. whatsoever. Yeah. All right. No. Great. <laughs> Even though the Jesuits taught us how to think for ourselves, we did not think that through. You threw that Jesuit training right out the window. Exactly. After the fifth Jaeger bomb. <laughs> so Scott climbs out the window, and he slips right away. Oh. He falls down, <gasps> hits the fence. No. Like right here. Oh, oh on his like You just rib. motioned in your armpit, basically. Yeah, in the ribs. And he tumbles onto the sidewalk. Oh. <laughs> he sort of slowly gets up, and we're all thinking, like, dude, that was a nasty fall. <laughs> he gets up and says, like, okay, I think I'm okay. And we're like, you should probably go back to bed. But... He decided, you know, I'm going to charge on. Oh. Scott, Scott. He fires up a dart and keeps it moving. Wow. Scott's too cool to go to bed. Yeah, That's right. Or to can't. be hurt. He was so cool about it. We all made the terrible decision to let him. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, my God. This is stressing me out. So we went out to a couple more bars and then ended up at the tattoo parlor mm. where everyone got matching shamrock tattoos on their chest. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> had to. It was our 1100th shamrock tattoo the guy had given out that day. Exactly. <laughs> Some drunk asshole from the Midwest. It's like another one of these. Do you have the Lucky Charms leprechaun? I'd like to get that on my ankle. That's a good one. I should have thought of that. But I chickened out because oh. I was a little bit nervous about getting tattoos. I've since warmed up to it, but... I didn't think they were going to give it to me anyways because I threw up on the sidewalk right before I went in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm shocked that the other guys were able to get it. Everyone got their tattoos all red on the chest and we go out, have a couple more drinks. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 2.30 a.m., we go back to the hostel and 
Of course, Mr. Doyle is standing right outside still, Fuck. still smoking cigarettes. Oh. And he gives us the look of death, just shaking his head. We got a little bit of a tongue lashing, but then he just sent us inside. So we went in, fell on top of our beds, knowing that the real punishment was coming the next day. are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were, some... not to out you, you were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to <laughs> be specific. and I received some texts this Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, <laughs> which is this attic. <laughs> <sighs> But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, Talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. So wake up the next day. I, of course, have the worst hangover I've ever had to this day. I started sniffing and then 
it was the undeniable smell of poop. Oh, okay. and I'm like, all right, what's going on? <laughs> And so we're all looking like, where's the smell coming from? I need to say to the listener, you have a very like Baronholtz vibe. You so, do, you yeah. do. So when people are hearing the story, I need them to kind of imagine Ike is telling the story. I'm incredibly flattered. You should be. He's spectacular. So we're all looking around. And then suddenly I look over and one of my friends, who was not with us the night before, opens his suitcase <gasps> and finds a gigantic creamy turd. Oh, wow. In the suit. Okay. All okay. over his clothes. Oh, and fuck. he's having a full-on panic attack. <laughs> I tried to calm him down. And this was not the first panic attack this guy had. A whole nother story. We got in a very tricky situation and I had to slap him out of it. Oh, okay. I get him to calm down. And I said, okay, we're going to go to a laundromat that's nearby. You know, we looked one up. I help him out. I'm bringing his clothes. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm being a good friend. I was a bad friend last night. I'm going to build up some karma. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Once I got him set up, I went back to the hostel and going right to the bathroom. Like, I need to use the bathroom. I'm probably going to throw up. Mm -hmm. This is terrible. Walk in the bathroom and there are a bunch of guys huddled around the shower. First thought is, all right, somebody shit in the shower. <laughs> Obviously. Another poop incident. And then suddenly I see Scott on the floor Ooh. in the fetal position. Oh, no. His skin as pale as can be, <gasps> even greenish. Oh. I mean, it was bad. Mr. O'Doyle already saw it, and he had an ambulance on the way. Oh. I mean, this guy looked like he was on the brink of death. And, of course, at this point, I'm having my own internal panic attack because yeah. I'm thinking like, oh God, I did this. Yeah, you're <laughs> part of this. He gets in the ambulance. Mr. O'Doyle <laughs> hops in the ambulance with him. They rush to the hospital. And we're all freaking out, piecing together in the night. Was it the fall? Obviously, it's the fall. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's no question, but we were trying to convince ourselves that it might not have been. <laughs> yeah. And as it turns out, upon hitting the fence, he shattered multiple ribs. Oh. And those pieces ruptured his spleen. No. Oh. No. And he lost three liters of blood internally overnight. No. Oh, he oh just my went God. to bed with that injury. Oh. He's so lucky. Oh. I even looked it up. Apparently, if you lose between two and a half to four liters, it can very easily kill you. Yeah. Oh, oh your yeah. Your blood spleen? pressure drops. Yeah. And, and on top of that, his tattoo was probably infected, so that didn't really help. <laughs> Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah, so Scott's dad got on the next flight to Ireland from Milwaukee. Once he was on the plane, Mr. O'Doyle got us all onto the charter bus, and we went on our way. And we're thinking, like, Jesus Christ, we just left Scott behind. His dad is going to watch <laughs> over him. Our first stop, ironically enough, was an old cemetery. And O'Doyle got us all in the church, sat down in the pews, and we're thinking, like, we're going to get the biggest tongue lashing of all time. But then he gave us this amazing speech about what it means to be a man for others, which is the big Jesuit phrase, and how to be respectful and take care of all of your friends and those closest to you. And we're thinking, like, we really deserve much more than this. So that really hit us hard. The soft touch can be the most yes. evil touch at times. Exactly. God, I felt yeah. so much worse. So impressed yes. by Mr. O'Doyle. Me too. This poor guy, he's got like... 12 fucking teenage uh. coyotes with him. 30. They're oh, no. bad. Jesus, one guy no. and 30. No wonder he smokes. Scott had our back. He did not blame anybody. He didn't point fingers. We were all banded together, but we all felt that internal guilt. 
He survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank God. Just to make sure everybody knows. And he not only recovered enough to get out of the hospital in a week, but I swear to God, he met up with us in Dublin for our last night no. and went out to the bars with us. No. Oh, what a champion. Scott. Scott. With his dad. Oh, oh that's wonderful. Sweet. He also probably had I'm some pain glad pills. The dad was there. We were smoking Cuban cigars. I don't think he drank that much because <laughs> his dad was kind of monitoring it. Yeah, also like ugh, internal bleeding. You shouldn't have. Sure. Although shouldn't Guinness, have... they give you Guinness in the hospital. It's got a lot of iron. I know, that's what you think. We looked yeah. it up. That's not real. No, it um, is. It is and- real. <laughs> I was just in awe of this guy's tenacity. And needless to say, not only him, but. We were all very lucky to have survived that trip. Uh, there were a thousand instances oh like this God. one, but this was by far the worst. Oh. Wow. Wow. Where's Scott living now? He still lives in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. I have not talked to a lot of these guys since high school, and I reach out to him on Instagram just to make sure, hey, is it okay if I tell this story? But he didn't respond, so I changed his name. Great. Okay. Don't want to throw him under the bus, but uh, anyone who went on the trip knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Does he still look radical when you were looking at him on Instagram? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, he's still, wow. still cool. He's only gotten better looking. Wow, oh, wow, that's very rare. Yeah, but cool's cool. You can't shake cool. Yeah, it's just that flawless nature. Yeah, there's something in the DNA, I think. Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. What a story. That was incredible. Ooh. Guys, just to say, y'all are even more gorgeous in <laughs> Zoom than I could have ever imagined. Once I got the email, my girlfriend and I were looking at pictures and we're like, God, Dax is so hot. She wanted me to tell you that you're hot. <laughs> oh, God, bless her. I was like, how gorgeous is Monica? And she's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Oh, well, that's it's so nice. All right, well, great meeting you, and thanks so much for that great story. Wonderful to meet y'all. Bye. Okay, take care. Bye. So, Ike, I got to turn the air on. I'm sitting right in a blast furnace of light. I thought he was going to tell us he was on that shit in that suitcase. Then he was what? Well, yeah, we never figured out who's shit in it. Do we think it was Scott? You're right. That was totally left untied. That was just one of those red herrings. Hi. Can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? Oh, beautifully. You have that awesome AT&T headset on. Yeah, I look lovely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like we're going to question you about our bill. We saw a charge on there and we're a little curious. What is this charge? It's my work headset, so I get that. What are we going to call you? I'm going to go by Taylor. Taylor! Ding, ding, ding. Swift. Yeah, this story is a little... um, Illegal? It's not illegal. It's a little risque. And so I'd like to avoid any bosses or future bosses knowing who I am. (laughs) Wonderful. Taylor, it'll be. So where... I don't, I don't want you, you to don't blow have to it. tell us if, where. I can say where I'm okay. from. Oh, okay, great. I'm in Vancouver, Canada. And does great. this story take place in the Great North? It does. I'll get us started. So this was in 2016. I was 21 years old. And I had just gone through this major breakup. I had just gotten through a three-year-long relationship. He was my high school boyfriend. So it was yeah. like one of those relationships. You kind of like change for them a little bit. It was not great, but that's okay. <laughs> and did college intervene? Is that what happened? Did you go to college? I didn't. I took a gap year and took some time. And this was actually like heading into me going to college. Okay. So I was like getting my life together. The relationship ended, but I like wanted to have one wild summer. Yeah. And so I cut my hair, dyed my hair, you know, your typical breakup stuff, but I decided to push it a little bit further. And I also got my nipples pierced. Oh, wow. You were going to enter into a whole new sexual revolution as well. maybe. Yeah. It was like owning it. I was ready to be single. Also, I know my dad's going to listen to this, so he's going to want to plug his ears, but (laughs) 
Like I was ready to be myself and I was always kind of wild and out there. It wasn't too out of the realm of possibility. And had you tamped down your personality for the boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. He was controlling and jealous. Yeah. Isolated myself, cut off some, fr- it's just not great. So it was the summer of me, I was like embracing it. And the piercing itself, nothing bad. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. The pain, I have a high pain tolerance. That wasn't the problem. Can I ask you some pervy questions? Go for it. You can't pierce a flaccid nipple, I'm presuming. So your nipples have to be erect. What strategy do they employ to do? Is there ice on hand? No ice. I just think it's like kind of cold. Well, also, I'm sure they're holding it in a certain way in order to yeah, pierce Yeah, they it. like use those prongs because they need to like get behind the actual nipple. Sure, okay. Yeah. It was... Yeah. yeah. It was an odd experience because they yeah. also have to do one at a time. So they do like the first one and the adrenaline covers the pain of that one. And then the second one, you know what the pain's going to be. So it is actually worse. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. But I still didn't find it too bad, luckily. And is it a man or a woman giving the piercing? It was a man. That's fine or you're... It was fine with me. Did it feel just kind of clinical though? Like it's routine? Yeah, it felt like he's probably seen this a thousand times and he's unbothered. I don't know. And like I had my girlfriends with me. They came and just witnessed the whole thing. We made a day of it. It was like not (laughs) a big deal. So the piercing itself wasn't that bad. It was like the series of unfortunate events that occurred after. So to start out, the piercing was totally fine. I was like living my best life, very single, having fun, probably doing things that are not recommended to the healing of a piercing. Uh I will admit it was a dumb mistake on my behalf. But about two months in, I started to notice that it was definitely irritated. Like I was having issues with it. I have a few piercings, like I have in my nose pierce, I have lots of cartilage piercings in my ear. So I had good experience with healing piercings and this I had never really experienced before. About two months in, I woke up one morning. All I can describe is like the interior side of my left breast was rock hard. Oh, and bright red. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So your cleavage. And just the interior side of my cleavage. It wasn't the whole breast. It was just the inside part of my boob. I started panicking, but I was also embarrassed because I was like, oh no, what have I done to myself? Yeah, you have some kind of shame all of a sudden, right? Like I brought this upon myself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I also started to be like, oh, I can fix this. And so I was like on the internet looking up things that I could do to fix the situation and nothing was really working. And then three days later, it had gotten so inflamed essentially a nipple barbell is like two balls and like a small bar in between and one of the balls on the one side because it had gotten so inflamed it sucked inside (gasps) the piercing hole no okay oh my god and at that point i'm like i have to go to a hospital yes i don't have a choice here and so i like called one of my friends i'm like we have to go she's like okay i'll come with you We wait at the hospital for about two hours and the doctor finally sees me and the vibe is immediately off with the doctor. Like not very kind, just seemed in a rush. It was busy. She made me feel kind of dumb and I was like, I get it. This wasn't the greatest choice, but I'm here now and I need medical care. Yeah, yeah. And so like I knew going into that, I was likely going to need antibiotics, hopefully oral, and I was likely going to have to remove this piercing. 
Those things did happen. However, I needed IV antibiotics. Mm-hmm. She also said that it was just a small abscess. So they were going to do an ultrasound and they'd likely maybe need to drain if it got worse or the antibiotics would do its job. And then she also had to remove the piercing. And she didn't gently remove the piercing like I had assumed she would. She quite literally pulled the other side of the barbell and ripped it <gasps> out through oh, the other and side. And drugged the fat end of it through. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Ew. What? Oh. Ah. Although what option did she have? I thought she maybe can't grab she the would, other side. I thought maybe she'd push the other side back out. Okay. That's what I had envisioned. That's not what happened. Oh. I feel like I blacked out. Like oh. I don't remember the pain at all. And she kind of just like gave me IV antibiotics and sent me on my way. And then I had to face, because I lived with my dad at this point, I was like, I have to tell him because I have an IV in my hand now. Like I don't have a choice. And the only adult that knew in my life was my stepmom. And so I called her and I was like, you have to tell dad. I can't talk to my dad about my nipples. Like I just can't be faced with this at all. And so she called him for me while I was on my drive home. I get home and I face the silent treatment for like a good couple hours, which felt fair. And then finally, I believe the only words he said to me that night were, you're an idiot. Okay. okay. Very dad. I strongly agree. <laughs> so I wasn't upset by that. But to throw a twist into all this, a day later, I was supposed to leave for vacation with my entire family, like my grandparents, my brother, his girlfriend, my dad, my stepmom, my step siblings. We we're all supposed to go down to Lake Tahoe for two weeks oh, all God. together. Oh, wow. Summertime trip or a ski trip? It was summertime trip. It was like a family tradition. Like we went every summer. And it was like my first time going as adult. I was very excited, but that suddenly changed. I basically said to my dad, I was like, okay, I'll do a couple days of IV antibiotics. When that's done, I'll fly down to Reno. You can pick me up and then I'll spend the rest of the vacation. We're like, great plan. So I send my family off. I'm like, I'm good. Have a great time. Yes. Oh, no. And that was a mistake. Oh, no. Sort of. My friends stayed with me. And one particular friend, I'll call her Julie, for the sake of the story, because she's heavily involved in this next bit. But she had been driving me back and forth from the hospital because trying to drive with the IV in my hand was super painful. So she was just being a really good friend. And I could tell that it wasn't getting better, even with IV antibiotics. Finally, on like the fourth day of IV antibiotics, I said to the nurse, I'm like, I need to see someone again. This is not doing well. During the night, I would wake up in like, all I can describe it as like searing pain. It was just brutal, and I was exhausted. Was it a hot pain? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. And so I flagged that to her, and she's like, great. Have you had your ultrasound yet? I was like, no. She's like, okay, we'll rush you upstairs to get an ultrasound. They do the ultrasound. They put me in the waiting room, and finally a doctor comes up to me, and he goes, have you eaten this morning? And so I look at Julie, and I'm like, I'm going under. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, no, you're not. I'm like, I have watched enough doctor shows and Grey's Anatomy (laughs) to know that I'm going under. And I've never had like a proper surgery before. And my family's all in California and I'm (gasps) freaking out. Finally, the surgeon comes and he's like, you're going under. I need you to sign waivers. And I had to like call my dad and tell him that not only is your child at home, by herself, but she also has to go into a surgery now. And he started freaking out. Luckily, Julie's parents called him and were like, we've got her. Don't come home from your vacation. You're going to rush home for her to just be recovering on the couch. Like, we've got it handled. Don't worry. So forever indebted to this family. We're sitting there. I'm a little high on morphine. And around three quarters through the first act is what we call the explosion because there's no other way to describe it. 
essentially oh my God. what was my boob tore. <gasps> this is where people are not going to want to listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Wait. skin itself perforated Wherever or split. Wherever the barbell had been sitting oh. started splitting open. Oh, oh okay, not the so cleavage, the but, the, but the areola nipple area. Yes. <gasps> and then all of the pus oh, that was no. in my body began to drip down oh my, my side. Oh, oh, I kind of love Wait, this. Wait, down, Meaning down just the, it was down covering the front. her front. Yeah. At this point, because like things had gotten worse, it was more than just the inner part of my boob. It had kind of moved more to the center. Oh, mm. got it. Okay. And so when it ripped, like everything just kind of started dripping down my side. Did you get that incredible sense of relief you get when you pop a pimple? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. And I was also high yes. on more. Oh, this yeah. It was a perfect timing. I felt this release and then I was totally out of it. And then Julie starts panicking because she's seeing this go on, Whoa. she starts cleaning me up <gasps> and like calling God. nurses <laughs> and like being like, she needs another gown. <laughs> it was a lot. There was two gown changes. Wow. It was an obscene amount of liquid wow. to come out of a human's oh body. Oh my God. How many ounces would you guess? So you're on the metric system up there. Do you do ounces? I don't think I could guess it, to be honest oh, with you. I think fair. I was just so out of it at that point. But do you think it was a tube of toothpaste or a can of soup? A can of soup. Wow. wow. That was my hunch. Okay, Ow. so 10, 12 ounces. Okay. That's so It painful. was a lot. Oh. Did you have the impulse to start squeezing your breath? and getting it all out like you would a pimple? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but yes. then I was like, am I making this worse right. if I start doing this? Yeah. Also, this surgery still has to happen because there's all these other things going on. I don't know what's still left in there. But does it? My hunch would be it, like, oh, well, it, oh. It did. It did. Okay. <gasps> okay, slow down. So they took me up to the surgery room. Surgery goes on. It's totally fine. I wake up in the recovery room. I'm like a little bit out of it. I explain to the nurses that my family's not there, but my friend's in the hallway. I think it's against hospital rules, but they're like, okay, hey, we'll let her in. You're alone and you're 20. And so my friend comes in. Something seems a little bit off. And I'm like, oh, maybe I've traumatized Julie a little bit. And I <laughs> feel really bad <laughs> that I did this to her. But like, I'm fine. Now And so then they tell me that I have to stay a couple days. This isn't like a infection where I get to just go home. Yeah. And I had to have way more rounds of really high level antibiotics. I had friends coming in on shifts watching me and keeping me entertained. And I just noticed Julie and Julie's mom in particular, every time they came in, they were like quite somber. Oh. Julie's mom always had like tears in her eyes. Oh my God. I'm alive. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Has the doctor said anything to you at this point? Not yet. So this is where things get interesting. I haven't seen the doctor for like four days. Oh. And so finally, Julie gets up and she goes to the nurse's station and she goes... She needs to talk to the doctor immediately. And I'm like, what's all this seriousness about? And so oh the doctor God. comes down. He's talking to me. He's like, let me see the incision. I'll let you know if you can go home today. I'm like, oh, that's great. I show him the incision. He's like, it looks great. We can definitely send you home. Can I just look at your other breast? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he looks at me. He goes, yeah, it's about a 5 to 10% difference. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, we definitely had to remove 5 to 10% of your breast because it was a flesh-eating disease. Oh, my God. Whoa. So the tissue around it had been so damaged from the infection that they had to remove parts of my breast. Oh, my God. All the necrotic tissue. Yeah. I just said to him, I was like, okay, that's fine. 5 to 10%. Boobs are already different sizes. I'm pretty sure it was my bigger one anyways going in. I feel fine with 5 to 10%. 
He leaves the room and my friend Julie just lets out this sigh. It's like a shudder. I don't know how else I would describe it. But I look at her. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, when you were in the recovery room, he told me he had removed 50% of your breast. And she had been living with that for four days. (laughs) And the only person she had told was her mother. And that's why they had been staring at me. Oh, and the mom was like, oh, this poor 19-year-old girl. Exactly. Like, with so much pity. So that's basically what happened. Like, the rest of the recovery itself was pretty smooth. Did you have to have a pick line like I had? Did you, for a month or two, have to shoot antibiotics? Yeah, it was a long process while I was starting college too. So I was at school with a full bandage. I was trying to hide it from people because I just... Didn't want to like get into it. (laughs) So they also had to keep the incision open because they wanted to make sure it filled from the inside first before. But the nurses were super friendly and they're like, you healed impeccably well. And I'm like, that's great. It's like a pretty normal scar. My friends do call me Franken-Titty now. <laughs> oh, I which love that, yeah. They wanted to make sure I said that. <laughs> like, that's my fun little nickname. <laughs> so do you notice a difference? No. Oh, great. I will say the only thing is I'm quite pale, but the areola is there, and there's like a small crescent moon of like oh. you can tell it's my actual skin oh. versus areola skin. That's the only difference, truly. The other weird part, I will say, is that nothing ever happened to the other piercing. You left it in? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my lord. My God. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't think you were rightly part. shamed by anybody for the first go around, but I will say if something happened to the second one, I do think your dad would deserve to go, you're a fucking oh, idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Most of the nurses, too, were like, it's weird. Usually they go at the same time, but the other one looks super healthy and totally fine. And mm. I was like, great. And yeah, I've just kept it. Wow. So do we think this is common? Nipple piercing and Infections? Yeah. I think so. I don't know if they're like to the level that yours that I had. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if she said they go at the same time, that means yes. like often there's an issue. It. It's definitely a piercing, I think, that because of where it's located, it's located near like milk ducts. There's other things going <laughs> yeah. on like yeah. that have actual bodily usage that I think they tend to go wrong. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Taylor, that was a harrowing tale. I mean, yikes. Yeah. That was good. That was good. I'm glad it all resolved itself. I'm glad it's the last one in the episode, too. Yeah, sure. Because it's going to be the hardest for people eating lunch to hear, I think. (laughs) It's a hard listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Taylor, thank you so much. That's a banger of a piercing story. And I say hi to your dad who's listening. If he made it through that, God bless him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much. It was great meeting you both. Yes, you you too. too. Take care. Bye. I'm now waving. So I'm going to have to rescind my Thank you. my teasing you. You said I had a stupid hand, and now you have a stupid hand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, those are doozies. Stuff can go way wrong when there's needles and metal. And Just the notion of a breast-sized pimple. So wild. Ow. I obviously Ow. don't want any of that experience, but the moment that it breaks, I feel like I'm envious of. Because again, when I was a kid and you'd have that terrible pimple and then you went for it and it worked and you got the relief. Boy, those are some highlights of my life. Wow. What a mm. life. Um, <laughs> she said it had that relief. And also because I'm sure there was just so much pressure. So that makes mm. sense. But it's also scary. It's like, what the fuck 
It like, is scary. But there's this. I'm rotting. I don't know if this is unique to me or a very human experience, which is like anytime you get something out of your body, there's this weird sense of relief. I think it's even why pooping's so enjoyable because you're like, oh, good, I got that out of it. That mm. shouldn't have been inside me. Sure, yeah. I mean, like when you cut my earring out. That was awesome. <laughs> You definitely enjoyed it more than me. You didn't get a gush of relief? I felt relief because it was hurting. Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. That's like, oh, that's gone now. The yeah. the bad. I guess, yeah, that's what you're saying. But it wasn't this like rush of. Endorphins or anything. No. Makes me want to find the video. Carly has it. I was thinking we should post it, but we're definitely never posting that. Yeah, you didn't want that to be posted. No, I don't want that to be posted. <laughs> it's so tempting. I keep wanting. You still want it. That was my second time. Yeah. And I want a third try. This is drugs. Repeating the same thing and expecting a different <laughs> result. Know. The definition of insanity. <laughs> I know, but it looks so good. Does it? Yeah. I don't even notice. Yeah, I don't you know thought if it boys looked good. It looked good when my plug got a hold of it and I okay. snipped it out. It's healed so well. Let's do it again. I could. Look, it just means I'll get to cut one out again. And I certainly enjoyed it the first time. And you know, people get these big bumps on the back. Right. Where it was. Yeah. yeah. You don't have that? Not up top. Oh, no. that's nice. Anyway, wow. Well, I love you. That was gruesome and wonderful. Yeah. Good yeah. times. Good times. <laughs> do you want to sing a tune or something? We have a theme song. So here I go, go, go We're gonna ask some random questions And with the help of our Jerry's We'll get some suggestions <laughs> On the fly rhyme dish On the fly rhyme dish Enjoy <laughs> <laughs>